Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a blessing to share this time with you. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Powell, along with our co-host, Brent Bullard. Ah, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> and what a great day we have before us. We're finishing off the month of May, coming into June, summertime. Uh, and it is a privilege to be able to sit down with the Shannon Gross. The one and only. <laughs> Thanks for right. being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Shannon, how long have you been in Nacogdoches, actually? You've already finished up your undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people that don't know, Shannon has taken the lead uh, and seeing the timing right and seeing how the Lord has worked in the, uh, and also her uh, studies, uh, staying here at uh, SFA to be in your grad school program. Uh, but Shannon is uh, is uh, the kind woman you've probably recognized that has been helping lead interpretive services uh, and actually begin formally starting our ministry to the deaf community. Uh, and so it was a great opportunity to be able to hear a little bit more uh, from you uh, for our church family. We've already had some people have come forward and said, hey, we want to help partner, be a part of this ministry. How can we help? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would just encourage that even more as uh, if you uh, are one of our members, and you've got uh, uh, an ability to, to translate uh, and, and just, just come be involved. We'd love for you to, to get involved there. So without further going on that, and we'll talk a little bit more about some things that are to come with this ministry. Uh, tell us about, Shannon, where you, where you grew up, how you came to Christ, and uh, how you went about developing a passion for uh, this language. Um, I started coming to Grace around, I think, 2018. I'd been going to SFA for about a year before then. Um, I was commuting from my hometown, Huntington. It was about 45 minutes or an hour away. It was a pretty small town, and it did save me some money being able to commute, but I really just wanted like a community experience, and I didn't really have a church I was plugged into. Mm-hmm. So whenever I decided to move to Grace, I wasn't really, or not to Grace, to Nacogdoches, <laughs> but Grace has been a big part, spoiler. <laughs> she does not live in the basement or anything, just to be clear here. Uh-huh. I live in the attic. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I at least have a window. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, I met with Kim LeGraff because she was a family friend. Mm. And I shared with her that I was kind of nervous about going to churches because I'd had a few bad experiences in the past, just not being really included and feeling like an outsider. Mm. And she was really sweet and comforting. And I told her that, and she was basically like, I know a great church that you can go to. And she offered to let me sit with her that first week, and Mm. I did. Um, and it was a good experience. I loved Grace so much that it was the only church I visited and I decided to join a few months later. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. so neat. Yeah. Um, and I know that I became a believer, uh, for certain whenever I was around 15 years old. Um, so I had grown up in a family that where we were taught about God and that it was important to believe in Jesus. That's great. Yeah, that was good. But other than like going to church on Sundays, sometimes it was kind of hard to see that lived out. And I didn't really know what that looked like in my mm-hmm. daily life. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of easy for me to, I realized the gravity of my sin that I was separated from God as a young mm-hmm. at a young age and I repented, but my life didn't really change after that. And I definitely drifted away. Mm-hmm. But then whenever I was 15, my cousin was actually involved in a farming accident mm-hmm. and he's fine now. He recovered, but it was one of those experiences where he was fine one day. And then he was in the hospital, barely able to function the next. Mm. And it kind of made me reflect on my own situation in life, how easily that could happen to me as well. And that if I were to stand in front of my creator, I don't know what my standing before him would be. Mm. So I was very uncomfortable for a few months after that. (laughs) And it was good. God was using it to make me question how I'd been living my life and how I'd been far apart from him. 
and he, he really used it to just draw me in closer to him. Mm. And then I went on to read a book called The Jesus I Never Knew by a man that I think had similar experiences to me. He had had like some bad experiences in church that kind of made him decide he wanted to run away and he became an atheist. But then he read the Bible and he learned who God really was. And that's what drew him back in. He realized mm. just how real Jesus was and how loving he is and that you can have a relationship with him. He's not a storybook character. Mm. He's real and he's so much better than I think any false perceptions of him could ever hope to convey. Mm. Yeah. And that helped me see my Lord for who he really was. Yeah. And then, I mean, I had already decided to follow him, but that just kind of renewed my conviction. Mm. And I think that it really transformed my life. It just made me want to pursue Jesus and have a desire to know him more. And it was really wonderful because I would pray to the Lord for that. And believe it or not, it happened. I'm closer to the Lord. I see him for who he really is, or he's showing me who he really is more mm. and more mm. because... You know, I can't, I wasn't able to truly comprehend it. I'm even not completely able to comprehend how great he is now, but is so much better, is so much fuller, and I'm so much closer to him. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I can see, you know, Stephen, I can see the joy on your face and, mm -hmm. and your hope it's in Christ. Mm -hmm. And how did you exactly, so what was the name of your degree that you did here as an undergrad? Mm -hmm. and, and what has shifted you to decide to pursue this program for graduate studies and stay mm -hmm. here? And we're happy. For sure, because you're staying here in Nacogdoches for another couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. In that way. So tell us about that. Mm -hmm. How'd you get to SFA and then pursue the studies that you did? Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So I started taking sign language classes whenever I was 12. And it's a funny story. We actually don't offer them in high schools in Lufkin. That's where I would have gone. But I was homeschooled. And I met a woman who was a homeschool mom. And she had a master's degree that she got from Gallaudet. And that's the only deaf university in the world. Wow. I know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And she's in Lufkin, Texas. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she started teaching me, and she has like such a strong faith in the Lord. She was a great mentor to me, so she helped me find my passion for sign language and for ministering to the deaf community. And she's still a close friend. Like I'll babysit her daughters, and they're so sweet. Um, and that just kind of led me on to pick my major at SFA, and it was deaf and hard of hearing, so mm. I could go into teaching with that. And then I minored in linguistics. Mm. Yeah, so that was really fruitful, and I became an interpreter through that program because it kind of helped me become fluent in ASL. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then later on, I just kind of, or not kind of, I felt a calling from the Lord to continue to be in the deaf ministry and to dig deeper. Like I could, you know, continue to teach my whole life. And I know he's called me to that in a way, but I know that that's not all there is. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of nervous about that because I didn't know what grad school would look like. But then he brought me to this amazing degree through Dallas International University where I could do descriptive linguistics and it would have a focus in sign languages, and it's aimed at translation and even getting you plugged into translation organizations, too. Mm. So I'm really excited to start that this summer. That's amazing. That's so you'll cool. actually be staying here in Nacogdoches, but you'll be taking classes from mm -hmm. the school that's located where? It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Yeah. And it targets teaching missionaries. So they set it up through Zoom so that people in Nigeria could Zoom to classes, but it would probably be at a really random time for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But they can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, you know, what, what are, there's so many different things that, uh, that perhaps we're, we, or, you know, we'll have our whole church family, all different ages will be listening to this. And, mm -hmm. uh, we hope. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let but, us know if you're listening. Yeah, Send us a text yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but what are some things, you know, so uh, on any given Sunday morning now, 
this coming Sunday for uh, the summer months, anyway, mm-hmm. we plan to transition back to one service at 1030. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll be there. And the, if you're looking at the stage, if you're looking at the stained glass, the front right portion is mm-hmm. where uh, where you'll be translating and uh, and signing. So what are some things perhaps that uh, that you would just share with our general church if you were to try to give them uh, kind of a, a basics uh, of understanding and uh, connecting with uh, with those that we want to love and serve and include in our congregation? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I've learned just through being involved in the deaf community is that even if you don't know sign language or even if you're nervous about it, deaf people want to connect with you. Like we can communicate, we can wave, we can smile. Odds are they can lip read, how are you? Because they've seen that their whole lives. Mm. So I'd say if you're afraid to say hello or wave at them, go ahead and do it because fear can hold us back. And it's also something that can separate us. Mm. So I would say don't let it win. Just if you see one of our deaf visitors, feel free to wave and smile at them and that'll just make them feel so much more welcomed. So I think that's my biggest advice. And yeah, do you have anything you'd like to throw in? Yeah, well, all mm-hmm. I can probably throw in is things that'll mess it up. So how about I'll throw some <laughs> things in and you uh-huh. correct me right okay. here? Is uh, you know I'm a big okay. believer of that walking across the room and mm-hmm. and and speaking with people. And I found myself uh, one of the first times. I don't know if it was I can't remember. I think maybe Brandon uh, that I had met mm-hmm. and was so happy to see him. Yeah, and, uh, and I found myself speaking slower as mm-hmm. though this would help. And you're saying that's <laughs> not a good thing to do, correct? No, yeah. <laughs> Definitely speak at your normal pace <laughs> because that makes it even harder to, I don't know, catch those normal mouth shapes. Yeah. And you're like, are they just saying oh for a really long time? <laughs> <laughs> that's mm-hmm. funny. I didn't think about that. I, that's mm-hmm. really helpful for me. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. And I think that big part of it is is people are worth a walk across the room mm-hmm. and to introduce yourself and and to be so glad. And we are so glad uh, to be able to to step a foot in in what can be, as as I understand it, a really a, to an extent a a, a mission group, a, mm-hmm. a, a kind of a, a group that can be isolated, have its own mm-hmm. community of different ages, a multi generational community that kind of exists within. The normal, you know, the, the more larger kind of functioning of society. Yeah. It's really interesting to see how that works. Like I read a statistic one time and I don't know how accurate it was, but it was just saying for like of the population of deaf people in America, only 2% have been reached by the true gospel. Wow. And mm. yeah, I can see that in a way because I've, from a lot of my deaf friends, I've heard of them just going to church their whole lives, but not having an interpreter. So they kind of, to them, just learn what looks like rituals, but they don't understand mm. why. So that was definitely something that, you know, was good to keep in mind as I went forward with this. And it kind mm. of influences how I talk to people. Like, just like with hearing people, don't assume the gospel. And yeah. I think that's even yeah. more so for the deaf community or any minority. Mm. Mm-hmm. How are you mentioned earlier, uh, Kim LeGraff, the Lord using mm-hmm. her in your life to uh, not only to form a sisterly bond, but certainly I, I'd imagine some kind of mentoring bond, an engaging bond. Mm-hmm. And you said that she sat beside you and, mm-hmm. that, and that meant a lot to you. Rather than just inviting you to church and saying, hey, I hope I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. She invited you to sit with her. Uh, how would you encourage maybe some folks that uh, 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 to, to kind of come and sit around them? I know I've, I've noticed mm-hmm. a few uh uh, Sam, I've seen some others that, that intentionally are sitting up a little closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what, what would you, would you kind of give us an insight there, maybe into just a broader perspective of what it means if you invite somebody to ask them to sit with you, or if you see mm-hmm. somebody sitting alone, maybe ask them if they wouldn't mind sitting with you. Yeah, I think that, you know, the difference between just inviting someone or inviting them and sitting with them is just kind of like handing out an invitation versus kind of building a community. Mm. And I think that that's definitely what happened for me. Like getting invited to church is nice, but like if you've had some difficult experiences in church, it's also terrifying. And if you just have someone with you, it can make the difference between having anxiety through the whole service or actually being able to relax and listen. And that's, I think, definitely what made the difference for me. And I think that if anyone wants to come up and sit closer to like our deaf visitors, that would be awesome. And if you want to talk afterward, like I can join the group and I can just help facilitate and that would be really Mm. great. Like I've done it several times before and it's not awkward at all. It's pretty natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have a level of credibility there too. Uh, You you speak of this community sometimes can be like any group can, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, can be a little, uh, would you say sheepish? Would you say uh, skeptical perhaps of... Of mm-hmm. groups, can you give us more kind of insights there from what you perceive? I think that like just with like any minority group, like you can experience just some harder realities just from not being understood, and it can make you want to be more tight knit and closed off. It's not always like that, but the instinct is definitely there. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten both experiences in the deaf community, like people being very welcoming. And just instantly becoming friends and chatting to someone kind of being like, who is she? And kind of standoffish Mm. and it taking a long time to kind of get accepted. And I think that's just showing that like, I'm not here to harm you. I'm here to be a friend. I don't think that, you know, poor little you, you need my help. I think that Mm. you're a person and I want to know you and be there for you. And I think it's like with any relationship, sometimes it can take time to build, but yeah. That's mm-hmm. huge. And if as you speak about your own past, or if, if you've had a bad experience with church or somebody, the feeling of, there's there's few feelings worse than feeling like or realize, realizing or suspecting you're being used. Mm-hmm. Or you're you're just a, uh, you're just an image, you know, mm-hmm. hey, or, or a demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we understand, and when people, it begins to, as, as you said earlier, with understanding who Jesus actually is, we begin to understand that these people love us and care about us. Uh, and they want to pursue us, mm-hmm. not to use us that we would come become a statistic or or that, but mm-hmm. because they love us uh, regardless, and they want us to know Christ mm-hmm. because that's the best. Rather than they want to get to know us so that we will come to Christ. Mm-hmm. They sound so similar, but they're very different. No, I get that. One time Roman described it really well to me, like, don't view people as projects. Mm-hmm. Just view them as people loved by God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just helps clarify it a lot. And it helps me to check myself also, like, where are my intentions in this? What am I thinking? Am I doing this out of love for this person? Or am I kind of doing it because I feel like, oh, I have to. And that's really helpful. Now, would you describe yourself as an extrovert? Introvert? Both. It depends on the day. Yeah, (laughs) Uh yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Now, you're involved with uh, also uh, one of our, we're talking about Word Worship Service family, you're involved in a small group uh, uh, your soup group. Can you tell us about what that's been? Hey, you, you've been, mm-hmm. you graduated from SFA in, mm-hmm. when was that? 2020, May. May 2020. Yeah, the so crazy semester. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you've been out for, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for a year mm-hmm. and you've been involved with, uh, you joined the soup group, the, one of the Sunday night small groups, correct? Mm-hmm. After that? Yeah. Tell us what that transition has been like as mm-hmm. a, as a graduate and a, a young adult now. Uh, what has that transition been like into, uh, you know, kind of larger, larger groups Mm -hmm. rather than simply college groups. So those Mm -hmm. are certainly valuable. Mm -hmm. 
Well, in the beginning, I thought that it would be scary, but I kind of think that about every new experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually in the Coes and the Garas group, and that's been Mm -hmm. so great. Whenever I first started going there, I was afraid it would feel like a weird transition, but it really didn't. It just felt Mm -hmm. like a normal community group where we just sat down, got to know each other, and we talked about the Lord. And it was really good. Um, I think in the beginning... I mean, this still happens every week, but my mind was blown. Like I would leave and I'd just be like, my brain was spinning and it it was in a good way. Like I learned so much about the Lord and I was around believers who had been trusting in the Lord much longer than me. And that's really good because it's good to be around people who have like learned more and have more experiences than you, because I think that's the way that we grow best. And it definitely got me out of my comfort zone, but in a non-terrifying way. Mm -hmm. And I think that just like in the past few months, I've really like adjusted. Honestly, there wasn't really an adjustment period. It was just getting to know people better. Yeah. And we've been learning a lot. We went through Hebrews the first semester and that was so good because I mean, every book of the Bible is good. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it was really cool how it just starts out like, okay, these are the basics. Now let's get into the big stuff. And I was like, I thought that was the big stuff, (laughs) but it just gets better and better. And now we're going through Genesis and it's really good to do that. Like I've gone through it before, but it doesn't hurt to go through it again and again because it's like the beginning and the foundation. And there's so much, there's just so much foreshadowing going on there. And yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And once you understand Genesis, it helps you so much with every other book of the Bible, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like refreshing water again and again, mm-hmm. you know, to continue to drink. And it'd be like somebody saying, well, I don't need to, to drink uh-huh. any more water. I drank tons of water uh-huh. last week. You know, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. no, no, no. It's the Lord. Uh-huh. It's, it's nourishing us. It's mm-hmm. uh, hydrating our souls. Exactly. That's a really neat thing. Uh, and that group, so what has that been like to be a part of a group with uh, people that are maybe in a, or, or certainly are in a, in a different season of life. Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? Because maybe some can have a tendency to say, I, I, and, and, and there's certainly multiple different ways and seasons that people enjoy those things. But you're, you've come into now a small group where, mm-hmm. uh, and you have done the same thing for them. You're in a different season than, than some of the other people in that group. Yeah. So what, tell us about that experience. Honestly, it's been really good. I think coming out of uh, Crosspoint, one of my fears was not being in a group of people like in the same phase of life as me. And and I know it sounds emo, but I was like, no one will understand me. (laughs) (laughs) But the great thing is that because like some of the people in my small group are older than me, they were in my stage of life. So they do understand Mm. me. And it's been really good. I don't feel like it's like someone being like, oh, you young person, you must listen to me. It wasn't like that at all. Like, I feel like we have genuine friendships and we're able to just learn from each other. And you don't feel like there's this awkward age difference. It just feels Mm -hmm. like a friendship with good people and mature believers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's encouraging to hear. That's a big heart of our goal, right? Mm -hmm. That's a big heart of seeing how the gospel impacts. And then when you're able to see... These people in this other stage, or mm-hmm. I just love so much love and and the Sunday night small group, the Rabs group, uh, and Blunts that that we're a part of. To hear the Kablins, uh, I think we've heard their story before, mm-hmm. but they are so encouraging to have in our mm-hmm. group, and they're uh, around seventies, mm-hmm. uh, and they they're so encouraging. But it's so neat. We have uh, some young teachers in our group that are just shortly out of college. And uh, to see how they connect together and encourage each mm-hmm. other, and you hear how the gospel is ministering and the Lord's ministering to them in the 20 some person's life and in the 70 some person's life. Mm-hmm. And that is just so, uh, I don't know, what would we say? Comforting, encouraging. I mean, it's talking mm-hmm. about spurring each other on, you know, to abide in the word. When you see God's words actually able to nourish people. Very different seasons of life, mm-hmm. yet the same hope, and then that binding together of partnership 
in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Such a neat thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, we would be remiss if we didn't mention coming up. We do have a date on the calendar that would be great that mm-hmm. we would encourage folks. If you if you do know somebody that's in the ASL community, uh, coming up on July 18th at 9.15 in the morning, we're going to have uh, a breakfast, uh, an ASL Community Connect event. Uh, it'll be a delicious breakfast together. You can mark it on your calendar. Um, and, uh, and Shannon, you'll be there and being able to give us a little larger vision to this ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. And just something we discussed, if you're learning sign language or even if you don't know sign language, you are totally welcome to come. This is just kind of about getting to know each other, getting plugged in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like any other event, we're going to have food and that makes everything better. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shannon, I just want to say that um, uh, as a a church and just me personally, I'm so grateful for the way that you've served in that way, it's enriched uh, even my my time of worship. You know, as I get to look over and see uh, mm-hmm. another language, essentially, um, you know, uh, being used to worship the Lord, it's just uh, it's beautiful. And you know, I was as you were saying just a second ago, Brent, mm-hmm. um, that you know the uniqueness of the blending together of of different categories of people, mm-hmm. however you mm-hmm. want to categorize people, whether it's age or race, or language, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, um, there really is no other group. There really is no other, um, there's no other place that that kind of thing happens except within the church, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, what what reason would 20-year-olds and 70-year-olds have to gather together apart from Christ mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe baseball or yeah. football yeah. or something. Yeah. But, Steven, that's a great, but, you know, interrupt you on that. That's a great example because, but that's watching something that we can each be entertained in in a, in a sporting event. The mm-hmm. gospel message, how that has a particular personal uh, binding us to the Lord, which makes us partners together. You know, we go to the same, if we went to a Cowboys game, uh, I don't know that any of us are Cowboys fans, but if we went nope. for, to the Cowboys game, and we were, mm-hmm. uh, we would be all cheering together, high-fiving, everything else. Because it, it means something to us, but it's outside of us. Yeah, uh, The gospel is a truth in history uh, of Christ's life, death, resurrection, and the salvation he's purchased for us. And uh, the, our individual sins he's forgiven us. And now we're bound together in partnership for the gospel. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. There is nothing like what happens at the gathering of the saints. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Well, speaking of the gathering of the saints, we're going to be <laughs> gathering again this Sunday. Um and uh, we're going to be doing our Exodus overview yeah. sermon this Sunday. And so, uh, why don't you tell us a little? I hear we're covering like the whole alphabet. We're covering the whole Exodus. That's right. <laughs> and we're going to read it because it would be uh, what like two hours in there reading it. Oof. We're not going to do that, but we are going to. Everybody should have their Bibles with them. We're just looking over this larger scale kind of summary of a faithful God in the midst of His forgetful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's faithful to the covenant that He made in Genesis. So though we're not starting in Genesis, we are going to reference Genesis a lot because it's in that covenant framework He made with Abraham, mm-hmm. uh, this mighty nation out of Abraham's seed. So we're going to refer to that a little bit, but we're going to walk through Exodus and just notice the faithfulness of God and how He advances the plot. We're going to we'll have A to Z of observations uh, on how the faithful God has uh, has worked in the midst of His people, and then we'll notice the forgetful people. We'll see how uh, Israel is so quick, and of course, even Pharaoh that experiences the the power of God. He is himself extremely forgetful of uh, God's greatness, and through all of this, the greatness of God is advanced to the nations. Even even my man Jethro. Uh, comes along and he hears as Midianite, he hears of the greatness of Yahweh, the Lord God. 
And it's, it's so good to be able to, to walk through a book like this together as a church. This leads us also, we'll be having a Lord's Supper on Sunday. We'll be having a, uh, the choir again will be assembled for that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a full and sweet day and lunch on the grounds after service even to make it a full celebratory day. Man, it's just like a Super Bowl Sunday or something. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. Um, well, Shannon, thanks again for being here with us and sharing with us a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's always encouraging to hear how the Lord has redeemed His people, and uh, I hope we never grow weary of hearing the good news that um, that He has He has given to us in Christ. But then the the encouragement of hearing of how that news has changed someone's life and is continuing to change others' lives. So, mm-hmm. thanks for sharing with us and being an encouragement to mm-hmm. the church. Yeah, thank you for having me. Church, we'll see you this Sunday. Hope you're having a great week. Can't wait.